Does entrepreneurship seem overwhelming? Do you wonder what in the hell you're doing running your own business? You are not alone. Join us as we chat about the challenges, successes, and general hilarity that is the everyday life of an entrepreneur. We're the four consultants behind Coach Lab 360 and decided to get together for a no BS chat over coffee about all things entrepreneurship. We're real. We're not here to glamorize running your own business. We're here to share our highs and our lows, and we'll occasionally drop an F-bomb. We, Brian Roth, Lindsay Turner, Tess Herbert, and Teresa Lambert, each run our own consulting businesses and have had our share of funny stories along the way. Coach Lab 360 was born from a desire to offer support for small business owners across four disciplines, HR, operations, finance, and sales and marketing. Coffee chats are our opportunity to share our personal experiences as entrepreneurs and obstacles we've had to overcome. Please make sure you click the subscribe button on the app store because each week we will drop a new episode to share our stories on all things entrepreneurship. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Coach Lab. Tess is killing herself laughing. I'm feisty beyond belief this morning, and who knows what you're going to get. Um, <laughs> we are going to talk about the return to work and returning to an office, not returning to an office, what companies are doing. Um, I read something recently that was somebody looking to interview, and they were wondering if it was okay to ask in advance if you know, the requirement was going to be full-time work. So many people have made major life decisions to move out of city centers because of COVID, which is great, provided things stay the same as they did in COVID. But what if you have to go back to an office? So I personally think that this is going to be table stakes moving forward. It will be a huge part of the hiring process and attracting talent to allow people to work from home, whether that be full-time or you come into the office one or two days a week with your team so that there is some face time, which I also think is super important. Um, but I'm sure we all have opinions, so let's hear them. I know Tess is dying to talk about this. <laughs> So I'm going to shut up and let Tess go because I can tell she's like bursting to go. Well, I just, in the, just pre-recording, we, we touched on that whole thing to me still, I mean, HR is HR, but your numbers are everything. And the financial gain out of employers giving up workplaces in the last 18 months, they've literally stopped having a physical space to go to and they're saving money on the leases or they've even sold their space, whatever that is. So is that what they want? Do you, does a company now, is their business plan moving forward, having a 100% remote workforce? But I don't, that's the whole thing. I don't disagree with Lindsay's that I, I think people do want to go back and talk to someone, you know, in the desk next door or whatever it is, or at least have a meeting together instead of on a screen. And so I think there's multiple levels to it as in just mental health alone could help people go back. But like I said, there's some employers who gave up their space. Are they going to reclaim it? Are they going to go find a smaller space? Uh, I don't know. And I agree with you. The hiring process, I think is going to be interesting because there are some people now so set up at home, they've invested They've either gotten a new house or whatever it is so that they have a workspace at home. So, so many layers. I don't know. What's the best thing? I, I think there's going to be a very broad spectrum 
of what businesses do. I mean, you're always going to have some traditionalists that just can't give up what they've got from office space or give up the mindset that everybody has to be there. Um, and then you're going to see another extreme where they allow an infinite amount of flexibility to the people they have. On the whole, I think that um, you know the the average is probably as as Lindsay says that there's going to be some some table space stakes of flexibility that need to be allowed and businesses are going to have to adapt to to managing accordingly and to finding ways to make it work when why wouldn't they right like the argument before covid was always oh well we don't know people won't work as hard we won't get as much done and we've proven everybody's proven that not to be the case in most instances um for me personally, if I was working corporately in an office, I would be dreading going back. Like I, part of the reason I work for myself is I just like to work from home. I'm comfortable. I get more done. I don't want to go somewhere every day. So, you know, there's people like that, but then there's also people who are dying to get back into an office environment. So I think you have to offer both and maybe it just becomes like a hot desk scenario. Like you definitely need less space unless you're gonna mandate everyone back. But I mean, there's government agencies that aren't mandating anyone back. So if the government's doing it, I mean, they're not the most progressive of, of businesses. So <laughs> <laughs> they aren't. So if the government can do it, then you know, private business surely can figure out a way to, you know, I think some of the traditional, like I wonder what will happen with banking and I wonder what will happen with some of that stuff, but those industries, but. Who knows? Well, yeah. banking bank is mean, an interesting one. I mean, I read this morning, um, I mean, it's not commercial banking, but it, but investment banking. Goldman Sachs sent out something today to, or this week, to all of their employees um, trying to get them to declare what their vaccine status is because while Goldman wants to have people back in the office, they don't want to create an unsafe environment. Yeah. So at the same time, they can't require that their people go out and get a vaccine. So they're trying to figure out who can come back safely and how do we set up our new office space accordingly. So Didn't what you're saying is that if you didn't get the vaccine, you can continue to work from home safely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, okay. Just like pun intended though. I mean, seriously, right? Cause really you're more at risk when you don't have the vaccine, but um, not changing the topic here, but I think that, you know, let's talk about the convenience of this, because I think for a lot of people, you know, like, especially if you're living in cities and you're commuting for hours and hours every day, why would you want to go back and drive unless you really miss it, yeah. right? Or can there be models where maybe everybody's in the office two days a week and three days a week, everybody works from home where, you know, there is that team community feeling, yeah. but for so many businesses, like at large, people are flexible, like even banks, like I just like renewed my mortgage and yeah, literally I could do it like emailing and then signing e-documents where before that was possible, but I had to print them and sign them and scan them back. And like, right. You know, know everyone had to have an original pen inked signature. Right. Hasn't and it was so that laborious. Changed. 
right? And hasn't it changed so fast? Like, that's the thing to me, like, what was, what was the issue before where we couldn't possibly have it? And then suddenly COVID hits and within like three days, oh, well, we figured this out. Now you can just sign your documents online. Like I changed over my whole portfolio the other day and he's like, oh, well, we don't do it the way we used to anymore. Like you don't have to sign anything. I'm like, oh, right. Like it just comes in my email, like normal. Like it's, COVID has been so good for so many things like that. Like it's advanced us light years technologically and gotten us out of all the kind of old school stuff we were doing, which I think is- I think it's so, it's so true. Things have switched for sure. And I think- if I, when I think, cause that's what they, I'm, I have been working from home for years and years before a pandemic ever hit, but it doesn't mean to say, I actually like, I now can't, I, I always, this whole time during this last 18 months have said, no, I'm good. But all of a sudden I've started to realize, no, I actually want to go take my laptop, still be a solopreneur, but maybe sit in a coffee shop again <laughs> and, yeah. or just meet, have the one intro meeting with a client. Because normally I would just have phone calls. Even that all changed. My whole life, my work was maybe an initial meeting. You introduce this, what are your needs? Let's all get you a scope of work. And then from there, it's all phone calls and emails. And we don't do that anymore, right? Like phone calls don't happen now. Now it's no, now they gotta see you all the time. And I'm okay with that, except that I have to do my hair. But well, which yeah, if you could see me, I did not do my hair this morning. But um I think it's like in that way, it's kind of cool, but yes, like to, to work with clients you've never met in person or seen, or like to be able to go for lunch for that initial kind of kickoff meeting, those kinds of things I miss and I wish we could do, but I feel very connected because yes, I've worked from home like you Tess for a long time and everything used to be on the phone. So I never saw anyone where now I see people all day long. So yeah, I don't, I'm the, I'm like the homebody though. Like I could, uh, I don't miss not having an event to go to all the time. Like, you know, got to go to this, got to go to that. That person's having like a happy hour in their office. You got to show up at like, I don't miss any of that. I'm just so happy to be home. So maybe that's me. (laughs) I don't, (laughs) you're all like, "Mm -hmm." Teresa, your mic's not on, but, (laughs) but you're not muted. (laughs) Technical difficulties on our end. Um, oh, can you hear me now? Yes. <laughs> oh, I was so strange. <laughs> Anyways, I my mic almost fell down and I accidentally muted it on my mic, which I apparently I can do too. Look, technology always has new things in store for you. I was saying I'm with you, Linz. Like, I totally get it. Like, I don't need to go meet people outside because for me it's the time and the convenience like then I need to go drive in Whistler really long like at least 10 minutes and and walk to the place you know and pay for parking and pay for coffee and like it's like geez like I've just wasted freaking 45 minutes even in a tiny town to meet somebody for an hour and it's like what's the point like you know every now and then like I'd rather like if it's client things yeah like will I maybe meet a client that's local and I have a celebratory like dinner with them or like we do something like fun like I would do that but like I love being able to not have to waste my time getting from point a to point b like honestly 
why would I? So do you think think this is now without lacking a workspace to go to then, is that one of these big, like that's the whole thing. That's an advantage for the individual, right? Like I said, at the top of the show was, are there financial advantages to not having to pay for the office space anymore? But now there's individual, you know, ups about not more efficiency. Is well, that is that all weighing itself into a better position without having to go back? That's the whole thing. That's still on the pro size of not having a workspace. Well, it's also balance, right? Because if you save yeah. yourself two hours of commuting, right? And if you have a family at home and if you have an office okay. that you can make it work in, right? I know some people are like, get me the hell out of my house. Like I'm losing it, right? Like there's people that will be ready to go back to offices and will expect to go back because they weren't able to set themselves up and then there's other people who had the luxury of having an office with a door that they can close and shut out you know the like family world for the day but all of a sudden you're at home you can have lunch with your family when you finish your day you're home right away like same in the morning you have extra time like like I actually think that this can really enhance people's lives. And it's interesting, quite a few months ago on my other podcast, Dissecting Success, we interviewed Sandy from Flip. And they've actually already had started before COVID to really rethink the way they worked. And they ended up, um, actually, as we were talking to her, she was sharing that they are going more and more remote anyways. And I thought that was really cool. But she was talking about the upside of the employees balance, happiness, like all these things by being able to work remote. Yeah. Well, and I think you get, you get the same amount of stuff because you're not taking three hours to go to a lunch meeting. If you live in a city, um, it's, you know, like you get the same amount of work done in a much shorter time. So it's easier to have balance in your life. Isn't defined now then that's the whole thing expectation on on the side of a client equally so that lunch meeting or whatever that was. Um, there's that understanding that yeah you as the contractor the entrepreneur with you know now we're not going to have that meeting uh, and the client is equally as sympathetic with you're right we don't need to do that because we can do it this way now we can do it over yeah. video and all of those things there seems to be a balance where it's, it's not that it's just one side insisting that this is the new way. And there is that understanding. I don't think they want to do it either, right? Like we've all realized that this is just as good. I mean, if someone asked to meet in person once COVID's over, of course I would. But why would we do that if we can just do this and have the exact same conversation? Like, it's like you're sitting in front of me. I'm not, I'm still picking up body language. I'm still, I just think this wasn't something that was normalized previously quite the way that it is now. We've just all done this for how long? This is normal. It will feel weird to go to a restaurant and sit across from somebody and eat in front of them. Like yeah. that to me would be weird. Like uh-huh. sitting and eating in front of a client, I'd be like, mm, this is weird now. Yeah, I don't oh, disagree funny. with that. I think it'll take some, a little bit of uh, getting used to, to, to go back. And what do you do? Okay, there's the elephant in the room. Do you ask the client, have you had a shot? <laughs> no, no. Right? Honestly, I'm going to say this like here. That's what I and mean. I would like, ask. This is like my call to everyone. Can we please stop sharing medical information? Can we please stop asking people? Because to be honest, I just think that's not right. Like you wouldn't go up to someone and be like, oh, have you had your hepatitis shot? (laughs) Do you have HIV? 
oh, do you have any disease I could get? Or did you get a vaccine for that? Because if you do, then I don't really want to see you in person because that would be kind of awkward because you could potentially give it to me, but maybe not. Like <laughs> on a tear. But I when you put it that way, I kind of agree. Like, why are we all talking about this so much? Like it's Stop so fucking asking people. Well, it's only because it's right in front of us. That's why. Well, and it's had such a huge impact on our life. Like hepatitis is not nearly as common or well, and it still has right, and it still has an impact on our future. I mean, we're we're yeah. not finished yet. We're still no. technically, in, at least in BC, we're still waiting until the 15th to find out new information, right, from authorities. So it is still part of our present. It's still part of our future. And so that's that's why I thought, I don't know, like this topic for today is, it's, it really is ultimately like, are you gathering again? It, it's a workplace. It's just people in general. How do we, but on a business level, like I said, I actually think financially the impact is, it's not an impact anymore. Because if employers yeah. can free up that money, which yeah. is tens of thousands, money. For yes. saving, saving money and look saving. at where that can go to. And losing nothing. Mm-hmm. And let's just hope that they take that and then put that into, you know, things for staff and things to keep everybody feeling connected. I think I remember reading a Forbes article and I, or seeing a Forbes headline rather, I should be transparent about that. I did not read the article or I would know if it was Canada or the U.S., the government said that they could mandate that employees had to have shots, but that doesn't seem right, does it? But I think yeah, it's, it, they can't do that. Okay, if we find it, we'll put it in the link in the thing for the podcast. Yeah, but yeah, I think maybe in Canada they can't, but I think in the U.S. I mean, talk about like Manitoba's government is giving people two million, giving out two million dollars worth of stuff just to incentivize people to get vaccinated like well it's so yeah there's a lot of companies big companies big big brands that are trying to incentivize yeah you know getting their workforce back uh and that's that's a whole thing it's a weird it's a that's it's a whole nother conversation another (laughs) topic that we're gonna jump on um but what a lively conversation i'm glad that we touched (laughs) on this one uh, thanks everyone for tuning in for another uh, edition of uh, Coach Lab Coffee Chat, and uh, we'll uh, be talking to you again next week. Thanks everyone. That's a wrap for another episode of Coach Lab Coffee Chat. Enjoyed this episode? Entrepreneurship can be lonely, so make sure to subscribe to Coach Lab Coffee Chat on your favorite podcast player, or check us out at CoachLab360.com. <laughs>